Football is back, guys. Football is finally back after a long summer. We thank you guys for sticking around for this entire summer as we helped to give you guys some content, but it's back. The preseason is finally underway. The Hall of Fame game this past Thursday took place. The Raiders beat the Jaguars 27-11, and here we are ready to talk a little bit of preseason going into the actual, you know, the actual preseason. So we'll hit on some rookies and the potential early impact they'll be making, some second-year players poised for a big leap in year two. But we're going to start with the Bears and talk about a little bit of an itch that all of us, me, Justin Tucker, and CJ have to scratch. But my name's Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. So guys, you're going to hear a big rant from me, and I'm sure you guys will too. But you guys ready to get going? How are you guys doing? Not too bad. You know, I'm just fine. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, so let so picture this. So we just heard news that Bears Roquan Smith, he's an all-pro, just requested a trade. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking for a second about what's going on with them. So believe it or not, the Chicago Bears, a couple of years ago, 2018, had the best defense in all of football. Yep. And it wasn't close. That I mean, that I'm unit. Bro. That unit carried to a 12 and 4 record with mediocre Mitch Trubisky. 12 and 4 record. What happened since then? Think, let's also look at what they had. So, two very good receivers in in Allen Robinson, Darnell Darnell Mooney. They've had a promising running back in David Montgomery. But they picked Trubisky over Mahomes. They mm-hmm. recently picked, and they they recently picked, still picked a young quarterback in Justin Fields, and despite their despite all of this that they've had, great defense, good young pieces on offense, they still have not had much to have not not had much to show for it. Twelve and four record that one season, but they were one and done. And honestly, if they had a better quarterback, they probably would have been a lot better than they were. And then look at the look at what has happened to their defense. Kyle Fuller is now gone. Khalil Mack gone. Eddie Goldman gone. Akeem Hicks gone. And now Roquan Smith wants out the door. Allen Robinson's already gone. He said, "You know what? Screw this. I'm out of here." And so you think all of these pieces that they have, good young quarterback who has a lot of talent, very promising, good running game, good receivers, good defense. Why might you think that this team hasn't done much? I'll tell you why. It's the offensive line. Mm. Think about it. This so the offensive line continues to get to get neglected year after year. In this past season, I honestly felt like Justin Fields was going to get killed at some point. League worst, 58 sacks. 58 sacks allowed by that defense or excuse. Yeah. Excuse me. The off the offensive line. Unbelievable. And this kid, David Montgomery, if you've seen him play, he has probably, he has potential to be one of the better backs in the entire league. He's really a complete back. You have look, 
he has that he has he's incredibly elusive. He can catch the ball. He can play in pass in pass protection. He can really do it all. But why isn't hasn't he taken that step? Because that offensive line doesn't do much for him. And Justin Fields is about to get killed. So that's just kind of what I've thought a little bit about the, in the past couple of days. Just thinking about this offensive line and seeing reports out in camp saying they're just kind of figuring things out. They're experimenting with guys, seeing what is going to what's going to work. You looked over at what they've done over the offseason. They've kind of thrown crap on the wall, at hoping that it would stick. They brought in all these pieces that have been just not great pieces. They didn't seriously look at this offensive line and say this is what they need to work on. But that's mm-hmm. like the number one thing that was on their list, and they didn't address it. And Allen Robinson's gone. And most of your defense, that all-pro defense from last year, gone. So I just want to get your thoughts on it. But that's there's my rant for the day. But, CJ, what are your thoughts? The Chicago Bears, <clears throat> frankly, are an eternally disappointing franchise. And you can point the finger at the offensive line, as many do. And I wouldn't blame you. But there is a problem. And that problem, you know, you could blame Matt Nagy, you could blame Ryan Pace, but it's, I just, it's the whole team is just being held back by the McCaskey family. The McCaskey family, plain and simple, cannot run a sports franchise. I'm sorry, they just can't. And just, I don't know, are the Bears cursed or something with, their, with them? Because the Bears, they, they've never really had that great of an offense. I mean, in, in the 21st century, the, the their best quarterback is arguably either Rex Grossman or Jay Cutler. And it's just, the Bears obviously have problems. And it goes all the way to the top. It's just a culture of just sadness. And, you know, they were about ready to leave Soldier Field, too, until the city of Chicago bent over backwards to keep them there. It's just... I won't say a cursed franchise, but I I, I pray for Justin Fields. That, that's all I got to say. Me too. All right. Talk. Well, when you look at the situation as a whole, not even for the past few years, let's just look at the situation now. They're losing all of their receivers, and to make matters worse, they brought in a guy that CJ has called the greatest threat to world peace. And uh, what's his name? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. And by the way, Nikhil Harry's hurt too. Yep, as soon as he got there, he got hurt. Their tackle situation is all over the place, even to the point where they're taking fields on their second-round draft pick in the 2021 draft and take Tavon Jenkins, who I believe is a stud, but unfortunately it's, it's the situation at hand. Then they have a guy in Roquan Smith who is a Pro Bowl talent that wants to leave because the, he feels he's not getting treated fairly in contract negotiations, even though he has produced on the field and should be paid as one of the highest players not only in the Chicago Bears, but as one of the highest paid linebackers in the in the league. And he's not getting what he feels, and he feels like he's getting disrespected by the GM, which is unfortunate. But the way the, the Chicago Bears are being run at this point in time, it's clear that they're probably going into a rebuilding mode, which is a shame because they have Justin Fields on his rookie deal. But by the time they get through this rebuilding thing, they're going to either have to pay him or move on from him. And we don't even know what he fully is yet, but we probably can't get a an idea of it because of how inept this franchise is and this roster is. And I feel bad for 
not only Justin Fields, I feel bad for the coach with the pieces that surround Justin Fields. I don't think this offense will do anything spectacular. I think it will be an okay-ish offense, if not a subpar offense, and it'll be a miracle to be good. I believe the defense is torn apart. Just like uh, Adam said, it's not the 2018 Bears defense. It's just, I want to say, Roquan Smith, if he's even there, Robert Quinn, and a few other miscellaneous pieces. I don't think they'll be the Chicago Bears of old, and I'm not sure how they'll produce in the future. And it's unfortunate considering how good of a team this was just a few years ago. Look, they didn't need to go in a rebuild. This is that's the that's kind of the problem here. They don't need to go into this rebuild. They have like they had the pieces. They had an elite defense. They have they had great weapons on offense. Their offensive line was the only issue. And they've ignored it for like three years. And it hasn't worked out. And also, on by the way, on top of it, you probably wouldn't ha- have had to draft Justin Fields, who could be a good kid, by the way. But you probably wouldn't have had to, t- had to do that if you took Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. But you didn't. You took you you chose you chose Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So the mediocrity of that was the 2018 season on that offense, all on them, all on that front office. But um, we had we got a comment from that our uh, our best friend who whose YouTube name is drunk. He won't reveal to us his real name. He said last great Bears quarterback was Kyle Orton. Yeah, that only serves like my point because like technically if your last great quarterback was Kyle Orton or like I maybe said Cutler or Grossman, what's wrong with your franchise? The organizational ineptitude and meddling has reached like crisis levels. Yeah. If the and he now he said if the Bears lose Roquan, do they have the worst roster in the league? Uh oh, no because they have good honor, pieces on offense. That honor but, might go to Houston. And they might and they might have good pieces on on defense. They have a couple, but it's nowhere near what it was. Uh, and then he also said, never reach on a quarterback nobody ever heard of. The problem is every people did hear of Mitch Trubisky. Just a lot of people didn't believe in him. But some, t- some, off- some teams were convinced of him. Um, but we do need to move on. So anything more on this topic? I know this was, this was kind of something we were talking about yesterday. We were plan- planning this episode. But anything more on this? No, I'm good. The McCaskies have to go. That is all. (laughs) I can second that. All right, guys. Well, next we're going to talk about rookies and a potential early impact they they could make. Which ones can kind of really make that early leap? We'll get to that next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back 
to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. So we're going to get to our rookies in a minute, but Drunk, our boy Drunk, had another thing to say. I forgot Houston even had a team after that was after Houston was mentioned as by CJ as probably the worst, probably the worst roster. So he forgot even they even had a team. So that that says a lot. Pretty sure their right. fans forget too. All right. Well, so guys, rookies, which one of these guys going into preseason? So we're looking at these players, kind of getting our their first looks on on big league rosters. Which one do you think will make an early impact? You know, early in their career, first year, they become that rookie of the year. Maybe not rookie of the year, but who makes an early impact? CJ, give me your pick. Now, I thought about this, right? You know, and it took like a little bit of thinking. But, you know, we just mentioned the Houston Texans. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Derek Stingley. He's a corner from LSU, and this guy – he was a beast. Now, I, I know he has injury issues, and he had those in college, and that's that's fine. But he has everything you want. He has the footwork, the football IQ, the playmaking ability. It's all there. And that is a Texans defense that needs just anything. You know, the, the cupboard is basically bare on that defense. They had a lot of good players, and they're all gone now. So you got to start rebuilding, and Stingley would be the perfect guy to rebuild around. Not to mention the best receivers in your division currently are Robert Woods coming off an ACL, Michael Pittman, and uh, I don't know, Christian Kirk. Technically, the best year in their division is Brandon Cooks, but he's on the Texans, so oh well. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Derek Stingley Jr. The team on Houston, the team that drunk forgot even had a team. But mm-hmm. uh Tuck, what's your what's your pick? As a matter of fact, Drunk also said that he had J- Jordan Davis having a monster rookie season. And I thought about him. I really did because I've been thinking about that Eagles front seven. But I, I went a little differently. It's about time I give some Jets some love. And I chose Sauce Gardner. I believe Sauce has the tools to be a fine-tuned player for the Jets and especially that defense. He's long-rangey and can keep up with the number one receiver. And rumor has it he's been having a good training camp with the Jets especially with that pass breakup on Elijah Moore. So based upon the limited amount of things I've been able to see from Sauce Gardner, I like what I see, and I hopefully he's able to progress to where we can see the all-pro talent that he can one day be. All right. So, Tuck, you stole my pick. I was going to pick him. And because you picked him, I have to go a different direction. And I'll give you I'll give you that in a sec. But Drunk add, asked another question. He asked, where's the fourth dude? That's my dog. And he's referring to the special guest who we had on, on, last, on last week's episode, Sean Howe. Sean was a guest. So Sean, he'll be on the show plenty of times. He's a Dolphins fan, but he's one of our good friends. And uh, yeah, he's our dog too. So we'll, we'll get him back on eventually. But my pick, I'm going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. So you have a potential superstar player coming out a defensive end coming out of the draft, going to the New York Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau, doesn't that feel like just a cool name? Doesn't that just feel like, a, you know, an elite pass rusher name? Well, it's and marketable. A potential, and also a potential super, and looking at his talent, potential superstar player. It just reminds me so much of, of Lawrence Taylor. 
who was like a John, who was all that's a bit of a reach, but I understand a, a very much of a reach. Lawrence Taylor is a reach and a half. I'm not saying that he's going to be like him. I'm just saying, well, maybe 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 I, I was referring to it a little bit, but I'm just saying you have a potential superstar defensive end going to New York. It's gonna it's gonna feel like it a little bit. A superstar defensive end in in New York for the Giants. Uh, superstar. That's going to be pretty cool. Especially as a rookie. Especially as a rookie. It's not like he was the top edge rusher. He was the mm-hmm. third, depending on who you ask. Okay, come on. Trayvon Walker. Let's He see, went let's, number let's one just... and Aiden went number two. He's third. But I like... Thibodeau mainly because he'll have Evan Neal to work with him as a rookie, so they both can like sharpen their tools together as they get older in the league and they can work on what they need to in order to survive. So I think it's good for Daniel Jones to have a quality tackle, and it's good for the defense to pick up somebody like a K1 Thibodeau, which I'm just, I mean, I'm kind of jealous of the Giants, even though I'm not happy. Of, I'm not jealous of their positioning. I'm happy of the players they got. Listen, there was a point where we were looking at Kayvon Thibodeau as potentially the number one overall pick. At one yeah. point, potentially the number one overall pick. And the only reason he fell was because of off-the-field issues. If he can just get past that and just sort of mature, grow up, he's a young kid. If he can get past that, then there's not much that can hold him back. <laughs> so I really, I really like this kid. I like him. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be going to be one of the more impactful players in uh, of this rookie class, 2022. All right, <laughs> Jeff Medeiros said I can't buy it until uh, well Sauce. He said with Sauce I can't buy it. I can't see it. He is handicapped because he is on the Jets. I mean the Jets is All kind right. of how do we feel yeah. about that argument that if a player goes somewhere that automatically means they're they're going to be bad. Uh, it, I just, it, I just it don't love it. That's why I, and I always look I, I'm and I hate the Cowboys as much as anybody, but I feel like they take a lot of crap for saying, well, when, like anytime they're a good team, then it's be, because they're the Cowboys, it means they're gonna choke. And most years they do choke, but that's not most because they're the Cowboys choke. Mm-hmm. They haven't done jack or crap since the 90s. Furthermore, the Jets might also be another cursed franchise. And as far as the sauce moniker goes, but I I just hate that it's not analytical. I I I get it. I I get it. I know. I know it's an emotional based argument. But please hear me out. As far as the sauce moniker goes, I do like that comment because the Jets defensive end Carl Lawson said, and I quote, he's not sauce yet. Not until he plays and he wait, excuse me, not until he plays and he balls out. Then we'll call him sauce, but he's a mod right now. Once yeah, again, well, that is the Jets defensive lineman Carl Lawson. But again, the Jets have to prove that they can draft quality players. I mean, look at mm-hmm. what they did to Sam Donald. Look at what they did to I was never high on Sam Donald, but still. Yeah, but I think they've been doing better ever since ever since that uh, that new guy took over as GM. They've been they've been better drafting Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. Better. Their offensive line has shown their offensive line has shown improvement. Their defense is getting better, and they they took some quality players in this past draft. I um, until I until I'm proven otherwise, this Jets defense like, this Jets well, team I mean, continues it's to get really better. only good on paper. Yeah. 
I mean, we're not going to know until it's all said and done. Yeah. So we'll. I mean, it looks good on paper, but you never know. The only thing you can ask is for progress. So drunk also said in the comments, and I feel I wish you could just tell us your name so that we don't have to say drunk over our podcast live. But dark horse, dark horse rookie of the year, Chris Olave, Landry, and Thomas going draw is is going to draw the better corners. That's it's a possible argument. I just. I don't know how I feel about him, about Olave. It's kind of one of those wait and see type of things, but um, I, I like him. I like him in the slot because in I believe in training camp he did one of those slants where he did a two step and then cut the guy off and made him do a turnaround and he won the route like easily. You see, here's the thing with Olave. He, he's not going to come out and be your number one, but he doesn't need to be, and that's why he'd be perfect in New Orleans with Landry and Thomas. Which is fine by me. Do you you want my social security number and date of birth too? I'll no, but your credit get, card number would be great. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Just get, just give me, just give us a first name. Give us a first name to go by. Just, that's all. That's all. That's I, all. I kind of like his secret identity. All right, yeah, he can go. I'm kidding, bro. But don't tell my real name on YouTube. You want know, that? Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. That's, that's it, fair. It, um. All right. So. We need to move on, but coming up next, we're going to be hitting on some second-year players. So, so members of the 2021 draft class and possible big leaps that they could make. So, it was a very good draft class for the 2021. For the 2020, <laughs> for 2021, they all made a good a good impact in their rookie years. But let's see who can make a big leap, who can make that giant step forward into the 2021 season. We'll get to that next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. And so let's go on to our second year players. So basically players who are going to make a leap in their sophomore seasons. So without further ado, CJ, kick us off. Now, this is another one I think long and hard about because this is also our fan box question. So, you know, I'm not going to like tip my hand. But I would say I'm kind of looking forward to Asante Samuel Jr. from the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Now, as a Pats fan, we all know about Asante Samuel. He was a darn good corner. And if you're an Eagles fan, you also know how good he is. But his son, now his season was cut short by injury. But in the few games he played, he did grab two picks along with 43 combined tackles. Not bad for really not even playing what I don't think was half the season. And the reason that he could get better is solely because the Chargers just grabbed 
J.C. Jackson in free agency. And you know that Jackson will get the number one corner. And that could give, uh, you know, Olasante Samuel Jr. some wiggle room to try to make plays on those number two receivers. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I believe he actually might be the interception leader next year because of the fact he'll be on the number twos and he can be more aggressive. Yeah. All right, Tuck, who's your pick? There were so many people to choose from, but I don't want to just stick at corner. I'll go to, to receiver. I'm banging the table for this, and you guys may not believe me or not, but I'm going with Rashad Bateman, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Because of course. Okay, listen, it was either between Patrick Sertan, the second year out of Denver, Devontae uh, Smith out of for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I wanted to go with Rashad Bateman. Not be, just because he's a Ravens player. Not just because of that. Uh, you know, that's fair. That's fair. When I look at Rashad Bateman last year, you got to remember, before injuries, he was giving quality looks to a number one corner in Marlon Humphrey, who was an all-pro, and he was a difficult guy to match up against in one-on-ones. So when you see that as going into training camp, you're like, oh, this guy can be something special. And when I looked at the Ravens' offense last year and the way they used Rashad Bateman, he was kind of like the chain mover whenever we needed a first down because he kept on getting first downs whenever he had the ball in his hands. And as the year progressed, you kind of saw the potential that he had if the Ravens opened up their offense a little bit more. If there was a 50-50 ball, I'd be confident in him getting it. It was just a matter of him staying healthy, and he did once he got onto the field. So this year, I believe he'll – hopefully stay healthy and be able to play all 17 games and be able to be a more productive receiver with hopefully Greg Roman opening up the offense. I can only help pray for it at this point, but I believe we'll pass the ball more, more this season. And I believe uh, Rashad Bateman will get more chances with the ball in his hands, especially since Marquise is gone. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, honestly, I really like Rashad Bateman going into this season just because He's going to be the number one receiver now with Marquise Brown out. So all those reps, which added up to just over a thousand yards for Marquise Brown, they all go to Rashad Bateman, who managed 500 yards while being the wide receiver too and being hurt for a couple of years. So I like that pick, but I also went receiver and I went with a guy who is already a superstar in this past season. And that is Jamar Chase. Now, With the season that Chase had, you would think, I mean, it can't get better than this, can it? Oh, yes, it can. Just think about that offensive line that is dramatically improved this season. They had their their needs, the Bengals, they had their needs going into this offseason, and they addressed them, and they addressed them well. And so with Joe Burrow not having much time to throw the ball and being the most sacked quarterback in all of the NFL – he still he still managed to go for to get allow Jamar Chase to be the the offensive rookie of the year with over 1400 yards 79 receptions and i forgot how many touchdowns i believe like what 7 8 i don't have the stats in front of me but incredible year for him mm-hmm. now Joe Burrow has time to throw the ball we assume so Jim Chase was able to to wiggle his way open with ha- not having much time to get open. Burrow had to just get the ball out. Mm-hmm. Now Burrow's going to have time to throw. And Chase is going to be a breakout superstar this season. Mark my words. 
I love this kid going into his year two. You thought you loved him this this past season? Oh no, he's gonna have a great year this year. Oh, uh, Adam, no, I do happen to have Jamar Chase's stats in front of me. Last yeah. season, he had 81 catches, 1,455 yards, and 13 touchdowns. So just add six more to the seven you thought. Yeah, I guess. There you go. I mean, that just further proves my point, doesn't it? No, yeah. no, no. From year one to year two, the leap. In order for that to be a leap, he would have to be a triple crown winner, win the Super Bowl, and have like over 2,000 yards in the regular season for that to be a dramatic leap. I think if he goes up, let's say, let's say if he has. Do you do you see him having like a seventeen hundred to eighteen hundred yard season? Because Perhaps. I think that would be I think that would be a tremendous leap. And let's I mean, say he has like twenty touchdowns, then that that is a tremendous he's leap. 20, he's not getting twenty touchdowns. Let's let's just end it right there. I'm not I'm not saying whether he will or won't, but if I'm, if he can do that, which it's possible. But again, I'm possible. thinking leap would be like more dramatic from like somebody who didn't have a good rookie season to having a phenomenal rookie season. And then somebody who had a great rookie season by NFL standards, then to all of a sudden keep up the same pace in the second year, just like Justin Jefferson did. I don't see that as like the same thing. I've, see, I th- like I potential think and where they're at. That's where I'm heading. So do you, do you see Justin Jefferson or Jamar chase as the better receiver? That's up in the air. Again, I think right now it's Justin Jefferson, but again, he's just Jamar Chase isn't exactly far behind. So, yeah, right now it's Justin Jefferson. I ranked Justin Jefferson as my number one receiver going into next year, which is crazy, but okay. But Jamar Chase, the only reason he's behind him is because he's young. And I think he's going to make that jump. And next season, we could look, be looking at at Justin at Jamar Chase in the similar respect. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason no one said Zach Wilson. There's a reason for that. And somebody yeah. agrees with me. Drunk said Jamar Chase ceiling is higher ceiling. than Justin Jefferson. Ceiling. That doesn't mean they'll actually do better. I But Jamar Chase has a better quarterback he's working with. Oh yeah, that's true. And now the offensive line is working better mm-hmm. and the surrounding offense is also good. And you might think, oh, well, that means there's less than that. There's le- more mouths to feed. Okay. Well, that means that all the attention isn't going to be focused from opposing defenses isn't going to be on you. So you are going to be able to get more targets because other because the defense has to spread out more. T. Higgins needs attention. Tyler Boyd needs attention. The mm-hmm. off- the the running game. Joe Mixon. They need attention. They can't stack. They can't stack the box. So if that de- if that offense is spread if that defense is spread thin, then Jamar Chase has a better chance of eating. Exactly because he can't be double teamed. You know you can't just double team any one of their receivers. Okay, uh, listen. The only thing I have to and say that is just helps Chase. If you guys can admit that Joe Burrow is the better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, which again Kirk Cousins was playing under a different coordinator than he was this year. He was playing under a defensive like head coach. Now that he has a more offensive-minded head coach, we'll wait and see on that. And Justin Jefferson still had over 1,600 yards. If you guys can admit that, Justin Jefferson, to me, is still the better receiver because of all the things surrounding him. Well, he is now. 
Well, it still be my. It still might be like that years later. Well, we don't know that, do we? All right, we do need to move on. So we've given our picks for second-year players who are going to make a giant leap. Now we want to hear your picks. So the Fumble Ruski fan box is next, and we are going to get you guys' picks on second-year players who are going to make a break, have a breakout year. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros, and we have reached our fan box. So, we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So, the question of the week was... Which second-year player will make the biggest leap in 2022? So we kind of wanted to hear from you guys because there's a lot of different players. The 2020, the 2021 draft class was just stacked, and it worked out very well. They all translated very well into to the big league level. So let's hear your picks. So Diego Huertas said, I hate to say it, but Mac Jones by far. I'm sorry, but Mac Jones is going to improve from year one to year two, but a big leap, man, that's going to be tough just because of their offensive line issues or not offensive line issues. They're often, their offensive line is fine. Coordinator is a big problem. And usually you can take it by with a grain of salt on how, how the team is looking during training camp, but it's the reports have been so bad that you have to pay attention to it and it doesn't look good. It just it just doesn't look good. I don't I don't love what's going on down there. And I don't even blame Mac Jones. Mac Jones looks like from what I've heard, he's improved. But the way the offense is run, has run is frustrating Mac Jones, you can tell. Um Tyson Tate said Devontae Smith. So Tyson Tate is an Alabama fan, and I think he picked another guy as well. Or no, I think he he picked another Vikings uh, a Vikings player later on. But Devontae Smith. So the thing is now that they have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith showed that he was able to play this year, the defense isn't going to be able to focus on – opposing defenses won't be able to focus on on Devontae Smith as much. They'll be focused on A.J. Brown. And I see a big spike in Devontae Smith's production. And year two in the NFL, he'll be improved himself. So I see a, I see a pretty good season for him. That's a good idea. Good pick. All right, CJ, you were you ex, you explained this pick. You got Christian Barmore. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, we love Mac Jones, you know, us Pats fans, but Barmore, he was an absolute beast in the run game last year. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just I, I just think he's going to improve. I really do. You know, Matt Judon's probably get the double team. You have like a sneaky good other pass rusher on the other side with Josh Uche. And you have Lawrence Guy in the middle, maybe Henry Anderson. And Barmore would be a beast with any center one-on-one. Furthermore, he's basically, if you look at like how he's built and how he plays, I may, this this is a hefty praise, but he might just be our uh, our Vince Wilfork, our, our next Vince Wilfork, basically. It's possible. That's and year two, year two in that scheme, in Belichick's scheme, after having a good good season, that's good. That's going to be good for him. I like that pick. Uh, and Luke Banning said J.C. Horn. Hmm. So J- J.C. Horn, <laughs> let me point this out because people act as if he never played at all that season. He played in three games, all right? Get mm-hmm. this. In the three games he played, out of 87% of the snaps he played, 18 yards allowed. Yeah. So this kid can play. Mm-hmm. He's already shown in his rookie year that he can play. Now he's going to be healthy. And I'm forgetting, was it the first three games that he missed? Or was it the last three games that he played? Or you you, you get what I'm saying. I think it was the first three games. So first three played. games he played. Yeah. 18 yards on 87% of snaps in three games. That's Those are awesome numbers. And wow. I know it's a, a relatively small sample size, but... A sign of things to come, man. I mean, that, that kid can play. Um, Cola, uh, Cola DJ, is that – I know you were putting in the fan box response. Is that it? Yeah, I looked at his page. That's just what it said. All right. He said Javon Holland. So, yeah. Dolphin Absolutely. safety. And based on reports in training camp, he kind of took – he's taken on a leadership role, hasn't he? And he had yeah. a pretty good season yeah. last year. So – Good pick. I like him. I so, like him. Steven Parker, and he is a Bengals fan, picked Joseph Os- Osai. Osai. Osai, correct? Yes. So, Osai, I looked at – so, he was taken what? In the second round? Second, third round? Yeah, I think early third, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. And so, from my understanding, he looked promising in preseason – but then he got hurt, torn meniscus during the preseason. He looked promising, but player did not wasn't able to play during his at all for his his rookie season. So now he's coming back. He's fully healthy. Year two with NFL trainers and NFL coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. Why not? He could improve. They need they need they need help on on defense. The de- the offense is great for that Bengals for that Bengals team. It's the defense that needs help, namely the secondary. But if the if the if the front seven can help out more, then that would be great as well. But Grayson Mortimer said Trevor Lawrence. <clears throat> so I'm we sure he'll that. have, a, I'm sure he'll have a better. And we got a lot of votes for Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I'm sure he'll have a better season than he had. It was a kind of a disaster for him. But at the same time. He didn't have much protection. He was among he was among one of the he was among what was he sacked like 36 times? 32 Some, 36 somewhere in that ballpark. Something stupid like that. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but your rookie season, you're getting your teeth kicked in. And now now they have some added protection for the Jaguars. So, let's see what let's see what happens with them. Yeah, so um, I'm just not protected. Yeah. But either way, I'm not thrilled about who he has to throw to. 
Huh. Yeah, they they but I think it isn't it better kind of not really. Uh, so I, they lost DJ Chark really... and they added they added Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. and I like DJ Chark a little more. Yeah, I do too. But hear me out. They didn't take. It's so weird. They want to improve, but they didn't exactly take a step forward or back. They kind of took a lateral step. It's I guess, but their offensive line is improved, so I'll give. No, them I'm that. talking about the receiver core, but yeah, the O line, the O line being repaired is going to help a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jack Bree, and he said so. He DM'd me. He said that I got his name pronounced wrong, but I'm not sure what it. Jack Breelay, Breelee, Breel. Just let me let me know what it actually is. But he said Travis Etienne or Devontae Smith. So we've covered Devontae Smith. That's a pretty good pick. But Travis Etienne. I like that kid. And he – call me crazy. <laughs> call me crazy. He's low-key in a better situation this year than he was going into next year. Because next last year he was going to have to split carries with James Robinson. But James Robinson is coming off a torn Achilles, which historically has been a death sentence to players' careers. Even Cam Akers, who managed to come back early, he was not as effective – as he once was. So he, I believe he, I believe he had a torn list Frank list Frank. It, that's what it was. I looked up the injury and the history running backs have suffered and just players in, in general. And they, they actually have players who have, who have come back from it. So I, I think, and based on reports in camp, he's looked really good and he's been used a lot. So I like, I like ETN. So Mike, Mike Hansen said, Justin Fields, so we talked about him a little bit, and if he doesn't get killed, if the offensive line could just hold up a little bit, yeah, he could show something. But if he's getting killed, if he's getting his teeth kicked in by that offensive line, which ownership has has neglected for years, then, like, even if he can play, then we'll never find out because you can't play when you're on, when you're on your ass the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, but still good pick. I like it. I, I really, I really do like it. I like Justin Fields. Just, he needs, he needs some help. That's all. Uh, Ian, Ian Mullern. Is it Ian Mulhern or Mullern? Uh, I think it's like Mulhern. Mulhern. Wrong people um, here. He said Rashad Bateman. So Tuck already, Tuck has covered this one, but I like, so I happy. like, and also I'm pretty sure when, when, Ian was on the show. He picked the the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. So and he's a he loves your Ravens, doesn't he? Um, and, and he's a Panthers fan. But Rashad Bateman, he's going to get a lot of reps. I like him. I like him going into this year. All right, Patrick Williver said statistically it's Jonathan Adams, 132 inch drop, broad jump, jump. Then he said J.K. It's E.T.N. So, um, Jonathan Adams was in the U.S.F.L. This past year, and he and he's technically in the NFL. He's a lion, but he's never played a game. He's been suspended. So, legend. It's still a leap. It still could be a leap, considering you went from a second-tier place to an NFL team. Good yeah, I mean, if you if you were to take a leap, it would be the biggest leap in NFL history. We'll say that. Goes from that to actually yeah. being productive on the Lions. That I would agree. That is a leap, especially with that that Lions core. They actually have some pieces in that Lions offense. Um, so yeah, ETN, we already covered, but again, I love that pick. I love ETN going into this year. So Eli Turner 
And he didn't understand the question when he first got it, which is all right. But DJ Moore, he has a better quarterback in Baker. So he's right about DJ Moore. He's This is probably the best situation he's ever been in. Um, the only problem is he's not he's not a second-year player. He's been in the, the league since 2018. But uh, still, I like I like DJ Moore. So so good pick. Still, it's it's okay. It's all right. Um, all right, Tyson Tate again. He said Christian Derisaw. So he had a great first. He had a great rookie year this past season, and now in training camp, coaching staff is giving him p- comparisons to Trent Williams, which is about the biggest, the best compliment you could ever get for an offensive tackle. Because that guy can play out in San Francisco. So good for him. If, if you're getting compared to him, you're doing something right. Um, Nick Normand said, he said T-Law, so for Trevor Lawrence. He took charge and ruined the Colts season. Big things go, uh, going from 16. So yeah, he, he had a good season. He, he beat up on a, on a good team that was looking to get into the playoffs. He beat them. He beat them. He took charge. And he had a decent season, uh, a decent game, 223 yards, two touchdowns. So good, good for him. Let's hope it translates. Let's see what happens. And he has the protection to do it, as we as we discussed. Uh, Derek Hool said T Law again. So I guess T Law is how people like to like to abbreviate his name for a nickname. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. So being slept on, especially that he's in a real NFL program, it did put a bad taste in his and everybody's mouths that he had a tough rookie year because this kid before going before his rookie year he was looked at as one of the best and one of the best quarterback draft prospects of all time mm-hmm. like he was mentioned in the same breath as some of the best bro- prospects ever but hasn't quite panned out yet but we'll see how it go how it goes uh chase mcginty said gotta be Jamar Chase with a better O-line giving Burrow more time to throw. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. He may have had a great year this year, but it's going to get just much better this year. Much better. Much better. I'm telling you guys. I'm tell- I'm, I'm calling it now. All right. Will Hinckley said Zach Wilson. He got that dog. in with the Zach Wilson hype. So Maybe. if this kid – you you can go – all right, you, yeah, you, you can go ahead. All right, all I'm going to say is I just wish his game uh, on the field matched his game off it. But alas, yes, it does not. Or you want his game to mature more accurately? Yes, yes, I do. No pun intended. Oh, um, look, if he has the situation around him to work, um, he, he has the situation around him. So if he can play, then we'll, we'll know. But if he can't, then we'll also know because this is this is a de- this is a decent roster around him. It's getting better. Um, so Damon Bergfeld said Elijah Moore. So 500 yards this past season. He was kind of a late breakout see, uh, player later on in the season. Um, it depends on how they use Garrett Wilson, the other wide receiver who they just took in the first round. But um, he has potential. I like him. Um, so Zachary Stilson said Javante Williams, or hang on, I forgot, I skipped over one guy. So he doesn't have his actual name on Instagram. So Jay-Z8 Hockey said Zach Wilson. Again, we, we covered him, but I, I like the pick. It's possible he could 
break out. I know I know CJ's not high on him, but I like him. I I, I like him. Just a it, you got to give quarterbacks a couple of years before you really find out if they can play or not. And Zach Wilson wasn't in the best situation when he first started. So give him just give him some time. That's all. Um. So so nope. So Zachary Stilson, Javante Williams. This guy is something special. So it was a 50-50 split between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. And he still had 1,200, over 1,200 scrimmage yards, which is great. Incredible. So, and now based on reports from camp, they're saying that it's now going to be a 75-25 split in favor of Javante Williams. That's going to make for and also you have a great quarterback coming, maybe well a very good quarterback in Russell Wilson coming in. That offense is going to run much smoother, and Javante Williams is going to be a big benefact benefactor of that. That's going to be great for them, especially since they can't stack the box anymore. There's no more Trevor, uh, there's no more, there's no more Teddy Bridgewater, and there's no more Drew Locke. It's Russell Wilson back there, so you actually have to respect the passing game. Um. Uh, so Eli Turner, so he responded again from his DJ Moore take, which is still a good take. I really, I do like it. I agree with you. He said, my bad. I didn't see the part where it said second year. Anyways, I'll choose Pat Sertan the second. So we were talking a little bit off camera about him and I was looking at his stats. So his coverage stats, he was actually targeted just nine less times than Trevon Diggs. And Trevon Diggs was basically the most targeted corner. <coughs> Excuse me. Most targeted corner in all of, in the entire NFL. And he also practically led the league in uh, yards allowed in 900. So in those targets, 94 targets for, for Patrick Sertan II. Out of those targets, 545 yards allowed. 545 for Patrick Sertan II compared to 907 for Trevon Diggs, which is pretty good. So he's holding his own. He's getting targeted a lot. And you got to you guys, you guys' point, he's a rookie, so he's getting picked on, but he's holding his own. So maybe he gets more respect and teams start start realizing, let's not make the same mistake more than once. Um, so J.J. Timon said low-key – Davis Mills. Oh, oh <sighs> brother. Look, Davis Mills exceeded expectations this past season. But that offense that the problem is that offensive line doesn't look great and they don't have much on offense. They have Brandon Cooks. Past that, what else do they have? I mean, I think they have David Johnson, but this isn't 2017. Uh, yeah, it's 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 David Johnson, and that's it. And David Johnson is not a very good player anymore. Look, if Davis Mills can play, even if he can play, his situation doesn't look great, and it feels like the organization really doesn't respect him enough to to treat him as a franchise quarterback. He feels like a bridge back, a bridge quarterback to him. Which sucks because he could actually play, but Davis Mills, it feels like Houston believes let's just 
keep him out there for a few years. We'll build the team around him. And then when we find our guy in the draft, we'll go and take him and replace Davis Mills with him, which sucks again, because maybe he can play because he did show some promise. He had tremendous improvement this past year. As the year went on, you could see he was getting better, but if he can play, we may never know, which sucks, but that's all our responses. You guys have any other thoughts before we end the show? The the goat got extended this week, fellas. Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, what our friend is referring to is uh, Justin Tucker. Not 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 this Justin Tucker. The Ravens. Not Justin to be the Tucker. not to be not to be uh, confused with fam- the our famous co-host Justin Tucker. Yeah. The other one. The other goat, the other one, and, ju- the other. and Justin Tucker, the kicker for the Ravens, who has the best field goal make percentage out of any kicker of all time, and he owns the record for the longest field goal ever kicked at sixty-six yards. Unbelievable, that guy. That's yeah. a guy who I would want to be a Patriot. I wouldn't mind trading a, trading my boy Nick Folk on the Patriots for uh, t- Justin Tucker. We decline. We decline. We decline. Hey, whoa, whoa. No Nick Folk slander now. He's a folk hero. There will- Shut oh, up. Sorry. Shut I'm up. Sorry. I'll take somebody okay. besides him. I'll take uh, I'll take Steven Gustowski before he missed that extra point in the 2015 AFC Championship game. What oh, yeah. That him. What about in and the Super for, for those of you For those of you who are un, who are for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, uh, Gus Guskowski. Guskowski used to be like one of the best kickers in the game. Then he missed an extra point, and he was never the same after that. And it was yeah, a big extra point to miss. If he made that extra point, the Patriots win the AFC Championship in 2015. I will die on that hill. Um. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune into us live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7:30. On Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to follow our, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.